Welcome to the Everything is Earned podcast. I'm your host, Mike. I'm Tim, your co-host. And we're here to break down everything happening in your Cleveland sports world. And we've got a big time show here for you today. Do we? Yeah, we do. Uh, it's Pittsburgh week, again. And we're a little bit amped up. Uh, I'm particularly amped up. Uh, there was uh, There's some murmurings. There's some reports. There's some, there's some rumors out there that says if you wear a Miles Garrett jersey uh, to the game... In Pittsburgh, you might not get in. It's 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 still out there. It's rumored. It's a little. It's some murmurs, but ultimately, I think that's nonsense. Um, because if you're gonna let a, a, a jersey uh, affect your ability to like have a good time in the stadium, and I think the Pittsburgh fans are that like are that soft that like they'll get mad if someone wears a jersey, then they have to get over it. Or we can just take it one step further and not just limit it to to the jerseys. We said a limit a limit to all um like um brown jerseys. No brown jerseys allowed. No, no, no. Just all like just just any any hatred to fashion. So like so like <laughs> so like odd boots get out of here. If you got if you got like uh like those beads on, you wear the beads to tell the beads for your, your teams and stuff. Those didn't be allowed either. You should just saw it. Yeah, you wear. Just, if we're black and brown, no. Can't yeah, get in. Yeah. Can't get in. Yeah. Nope. Uh, so you got to be. I want. I want to see matching colors. I don't want to see proper jerseys that don't offend anybody. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to see colors that don't offend people. I get really mad. I just hope on Sunday that everyone has fun. Also, I do right? personally. <laughs> I get really mad when I see the color yellow. It makes me start wanting to swing like that helmet or something. It's. <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, it, it's a trigger color for me personally. Yeah. I get, I'm personally. Uh, triggered by by the color yellow and yeah, and, and I want I want to play whack a mole when I see it. I'm very I'm very triggered. Yeah, I just feel like I, I feel like that color is 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 a negative color in my world. I still want to see it. At that, all. <laughs> those are fighting colors. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a game uh, on 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 Sunday. They move us down from the four o'clock slot down to the one p.m. slot I because don't they realize Pittsburgh is trash. Yeah, and they and they had Duck Hodges out there at quarterback. Want to be want to be Duck Hunt. Duck cream hunting. Yes, hunting for for ducks. For ducks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate tailgate uh, game. Is duck hunt. Duck hunt. The, yep. Like everyone needs to bring their duck hunt. To uh, the tailgate. Duck hats. They have duck hats. That's a, that's a picture of the duck dynasty. We're, we're gonna. We're definitely gonna. Something about that. Yeah. yeah little, if you don't have you don't have brown and orange or duck dynasty apparel, then you shouldn't be allowed into the stadium. Yeah, that, that's ultimately what. what this is, is a pro duck. Game, yeah. You don't hear that every day. See a lot of a lot of nice golf claps. Yeah, seize the moment. Appropriate behavior. Yeah, we want to hear quacks. We don't want to hear. We want to hear claps. Yeah, no, no quacking. Know your audience. Know your environment. Right. Know the situation. Yeah. Don't offend anybody. Yeah. It's only sports, guys. Yeah. Uh, No. So uh, I'm I'm ticked off about it. I think I think Pittsburgh um, thinks they're better than they are. I think Pittsburgh fans would say that the same thing about us. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is we have superstars and we have uh, a quarterback that's still healthy, and they have uh, they have a, a quarterback named Duck. So uh, I feel pretty good about this game. I think I think this is going to be another win for the Browns. It just comes down to yeah. To, if we want to turn it on, we have the talent to turn it on with the best of them. And I, I mean, you, coaching obviously applies there, but. When you have the amount of talent that the Browns have, um, you just need to lock in and uh, and 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 tone it up against some of these teams. Um, we saw that in last week against Miami um, when we in the third quarter we kind of let them hang around and score what fourteen straight points. 
13 straight points. Yeah, but when you get when um, you get Odell and Jarvis going together, those dudes just hype each other up. They they're one like, and zero. They're just like, let's go. When you each get a touchdown for for Odell and Jarvis, fun fact: we are one and zero. One and zero. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham yeah, score touchdowns yeah, in the same big, game. Big stats. Big facts. Yeah. yeah, it's only happened once, but we want to know. We are one and zero. We want to start. A streak. They had a big time game though. Combined, they had 16 receptions, 232 yards, and three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. That's big time numbers. I think that's more than they they've had all year. No, no, no. I think Jarvis is over yeah, two, two, two or three before that. Yeah, still. Jarvis has had a, a, a decent throwing. Uh, Jarvis has been excellent receiving, all year long. Receiving. T- he's, uh, been, he's been very good. Well, receiving touchdowns. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go and get some some more. Uh, I would think that might have equaled the entire numbers all year on that on that game. Here, here's a fun fact. If you're gonna keep it factual, um, Baker's had three, I want pin, three straight opinion, opinion based and straight duck based. We want, we want to talk about talk about animals. It's not about ducks, and we're not talking about it in this episode. Um, so use some quacking good numbers. Um, Baker Mayfield last three games, sixty four percent completion percentage. He's got uh, he's got seven hundred. Uh, you know that's not right. He's more yards than that. Uh, he's got three a one, games or four games. Three games. He's got seven hundred and fifty eight yards, and he's got a one hundred four quarterback rating. That's pretty darn good. And and not to, not, not to mention the uh, the seven touchdowns he's thrown to only one interception. Well, you can, you can kind of count that as as a as Odell Beckham's fault on that interception. Um, it's still behind him, but if you if you're the elite level. Uh, we see that you are Odell. You, you gotta catch it. Oh, you just gotta not kind of toss it into the defender's hands. It's all right. You've seen happen multiple times with Baker Mayfield throws this year. I ultimately, I think Baker is turned the corner and he, he's playing very good football. He's playing like uh, 2018 Baker. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Kareem Hunt is the reason this offense is clicking. Now. X factor. The X Factor. He's the X Factor. You know uh, Dave Njoge is coming back soon, too. Oh, I don't know buddy. if he's going to be activated for the Miami game. Okay. But that would be a good nice little... We already played Miami. Oh, we did. Pittsburgh? Yeah. I mean, Pitts would also be a nice little um, warm-up game for, for Njoge. The defense but... is tough, though. But I would like to see Njoge back. That gives only another weapon, I think especially was... in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at this point, we have... What is... When is it? We have 17 days mm-hmm. to activate him? Um, otherwise, he has to go back on Iowa. Um, so I think it's going to be happen this week. Um, I was, I don't, I don't think it was likely last week, and it ended up being right that he wasn't activated. Um, but I think he did go limited snaps or setting up set a number of steps this week against Pittsburgh um, and get him into the Florida offense. Again. I think that'll be a, that'll be a big boost, and I think they're going to get uh, Joey back, and they're also going to get yep. Vernon back. Yep, Larry's back. So getting Vernon and Ogun Joey mm-hmm. is definitely going to beef up that defense. Um, so we, we're just building momentum right now. I think you got to feel good about where the Browns are. And, Getting and healthy. Now it's all in our hands. You, if you you do, you decide your, your destiny right now. Like you can you can go in and, and start and start piling these wins up and bang them out. You want to keep this game clean, and you want you want to get them out get them out of the game from the start. You want this, you want this game to be over jump at on time. You want to jump on them, and you want to stay healthy. Absolutely. And and go ahead and focus on on uh, Arizona and Baltimore. Let me pose a question though: If we're gonna have if we're gonna have some negatives or just something to wonder about, are Any you worried kitchens? about? No, are you worried about uh, Cybert because he missed another um, another kick the other day? But he's kicking into the dog pound. Yeah, um, kickers this year haven't had great luck kicking the dog pound this year. Um, 
I know our special teams coach has them kick uh, at, into the dog pound um, on, uh, on on practice days. Like, they go down to the stadium and do that. So they, they're getting practice kicking into the dog pound. I don't know how they could simulate a little bit better with whether, whether you know, you want to make the balls wet or whether you, like, you add some fans or something or, or make it more difficult some way. But I know they're going – I know he's going down there and, and making kicks during the practice days. And I'm sure he's going to do some, you know, prior to going to – you know, to Pittsburgh to just to get another more feel for you know for that for that wind and that weather. Well, we'll see how the the weather starts affecting Cybert because he's he is from from Oklahoma. He played at Oklahoma just like Baker, uh, a little bit of uh, warmer uh, kind of a uh, environment there. Um, so we'll see how he he handles the the coldness uh, in Cleveland and the in the AFC North. Um, but I have I have a decent amount of confidence in him. I mean, he made his first what 16, 17 field goals this year. Yeah, he's had a little rough patch the last few games, but I expect him to dip back on it um, and dip back at it. Those were all kicks into the dog pound, though, so I'm not terribly worried about it. I still I, think he, he can be a decent kicker in his first year, to finish out his first year. He started out really strong. He's had a little bit of bumps. We'll see how he takes the adversity um, and if he'll run with it or if he if he has some challenges along the way. Yeah. I... Um... I'm really pumped about this game, though. Actually, I think I, I'd love should to. Be a I'd love to be in Pittsburgh a uh, second time uh, in the same year, um, which should be the first time we've done that. What since 1988? 1988, which is a, I mean, that's a lot. It's a long time since you beat Pittsburgh twice, and then at that point you'd be what three and zero in the division. Yep. Yep. Saucy. And, and then we're heading into heading we have the Bengals twice, and then we have the the hottest game of the of uh, the rest of the seat, the uh, schedule with uh, Baltimore. Well, there's Cardinals and Baltimore. Well, probably. I still think Baltimore is the, the tough opponent I, of those two. I was hearing people talk about the Baltimore game and hoping that there was a lot of weather for it so that you could limit what uh, Lamar Jackson is able to do um, and make it a lot more of a of a hand off the running back type of game. Because well, you're, you're playing that game in Cleveland, right? It's going to be in Cleveland. So you have a big-time home field advantage. And if you can get that stadium rocking for that game, which I think it will be, I think that gives you a big advantage. I think I think that game you might have Chubb and, and Hunt go for 100 apiece. Grind it out, boys. Uh, uh. Here we go. Okay. I don't think their secondary is that good either. The Baltimore secondary is trash. Well, I, we'll see what the, the Browns offense and fight cuts up because up until this past week, they haven't been taking many shots downfield. Um, I'm just waiting for the headlines when we get to, the, to get to that game that the Browns are, are the hottest team in football playing against the other hottest team in football. And it's going to be a clash. I think they might move that game to a primetime game. And remember that Baker uh, had that late-game interception that C.J. Mosley picked off at the end of last season to keep us out from a, a possible uh, playoff push. Well, on that last game. So Mosley's not there to, anymore, but I imagine Baker wants to get back. Yeah, but you'd have to think that Baker remembers that late-season game, uh, late game just like the Baltimore one would be. I'm ready for the Browns to just get really hot here. And I think they're think the, the Miami game... Is only the start of the you know of them getting real hot. I mean, I'm pretty excited for. It. I think I think I think these Browns um, are starting to turn into what we thought they were going to be, and now that they've got some rhythm, and I think they're starting to build some confidence. And you know, when you have superstars with confidence, that's a dangerous thing, man. That's a real dangerous thing. Well, the, the important thing is Baker what was shut up early on, and now he's got his confidence back. And we and know we have the confidence. I mean, he has the football in his hands, right? So Jarvis and, and Odell can't do anything if you don't get the ball. Yeah, so with him. I mean, the other thing is, we know we know we're a running team now. Chubb is Chubb is freaking 
getting a hundred a game. I mean, it's clockwork, man. Like we know we're running football team, and they and the teams have to stop Chubb first, and they can't right now. No one can stop Chubb. Chubb is having his way with defenses, and is and and Kareem Hunt's only made bonus. that better with his blocking. Absolutely, and then with running a dual back threat, it's it's so tough. And Chubb was so good out of the backfield against Miami the other day. I mean, he had some big time catches. Quite a high uh, receiving catch, uh, receiving yards. He had that, he had that thirty-two uh, yard screenplay right at the rip. Yeah, and he was like, oh, "Man, here we go!" Like that's what we like to hear. And I know Chubb was a little actually banged up going into that game. So excited to see what we can do, um, you know, with with this Pittsburgh op- opportunity in front of us. I'd love to just shut <laughs> Pittsburgh fans for a year. I'd love to shut up Pittsburgh fans for a year, and, and then and then go to the playoffs or the AFC North. Just this as a whole. I just don't believe the AFC is that good this year. Like they're not that great. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna say that. Like the AFC is weaker this year, and it's I don't want to say it's vulnerable, but I think you you know it's, it's all it's always the get in and then anything can happen. Get right. in, anything can happen. Just like baseball. Love it. I love it. I love that factor of it. And with a team that's loaded with talent, I think it's I think it's that's that's the that's even better. Well, I think Philly is finally figuring out the offense, which has been the bid. Uh, Bit beef with the, the this bomb team because most of the time the defense have held their own and they just get gassed because the the offense would always win out most of the game mm-hmm. or the, or or they did some bid stops only allow three points or maybe did a turnover and then and then Baker throws a pick or or, or pit sits and and just gasses the team or takes the entire life out of the building or out of the team and so when he's not turning the ball over. You're gonna put yourself on a good chance to win every game. You want to know another fun fact? The Browns have the best turnover differential. The last three games? You no, know, in the month of November. Oh. So they're uh, so the last three games. they're plus five. Yeah, they're plus five right now, which leads the league. So that that that's a, that's really great. When you take care of the football, it makes winning football games a lot easier. That's the probably a, a big chunk of of why that's uh, they're responsible for that. My boy Joe Schobert. Ah, Joe Schobert. You, you want to talk a little Joe Schobert? Uh, yeah. Uh, he had a groin injury last week, and he said, you know what, I don't care. I'm just going to grab two interceptions. Have four passes defended. Did you see... Five uh, ta- seven tackles. Did you see what uh, his wife tweeted, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me. Megan Schobert, his wife, goes, um, I keep getting texts from my family asking how Joe's groin is, <laughs> and I keep telling them, like, this is the only acceptable question, like in the context of football. <laughs> like, uh, so weird text to get. Like, hey, Tim, how's your groin doing? <laughs> no, no, and then what do you mean, me? It would be through like, like a girlfriend or something. That, like, in that case, hey, how's, how's your how's your groin doing? <laughs> That's just a weird text to get on your phone. Like, <laughs> it's apparently acceptable family banter at this point. But hey, how's how's Joe's groin? Like. <laughs> That's a weird Thanksgiving conversation to have. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, how's your groin feeling? It's good. It's good, Uncle. It's good, Uncle Bob. It's good. It's good. It's good groin. My groin's my groin's set. Please, uh, let's get back to the eating eating the dinner, please. <laughs> awkward. Just a little bit. Hella awkward. Just like this segment. No, you're awkward. I don't. I'm, I don't know. I'm just talking about our football players' groin out here. I don't know what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. What's the deal? It's an injury, man. We have to discuss it. Your boy had a groin injury, but he went out and balled anyways, and you know, and, and it was awkward for everybody involved in Joe Schubert's family, and now it's awkward for us too. Yep. And to, you guys, we're just trying welcome. to bring the love full circle so we can all feel awkward. Anyways, just just to kind of prepare for this coming Thursday, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's let's talk about the 
um, the Cavs a little bit here because the Cavs seem like they're on a little bit of an upswing. Um, but they they lose, get out a little bit more. They lose to the Nets last night, and um, I want to say defense that we had a hard time guarding their big again. Weird when you don't have height and your tallest competent uh, competence to the keyword here. Big man is six nine when your opponents two or three guys have six eleven two six eleven and Jared Allen brings down twenty and twenty then it's hard to win. Yeah, I agree. He he got on the boards uh, a lot and and, and the, the, it wasn't like the Cavs played bad defense. It's like they were they Second played good points. defense but they but they didn't finish the possession. You don't play good defense unless you finish the possession and that means grabbing the ball and that's what my my coach has always told me. That's what's what any any good basketball coach or player would tell you. The defense is not done its job until you've secured the rebound. So you can play ninety eight percent good defense, and the last two percent is securing that rebound. But it's a big two percent. You have to secure that rebound. And when you got you have a mismatch in the height, like the Cavs have been running into. Uh, I mean, Brooklyn, Dallas, Detroit. Um, you know, there's there's. T- uh, the Heat, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. There's teams that the the Cavs just can't size up with, and that's why getting Henson back is going to be so big. But if we have Henson that game, we win that game. Oh, 100 percent, because they played sloppy basketball, and we did too. I mean, look, uh, look at. I mean, Sexton had a horrible shooting night. Garland had five turnovers. You know, they had no, we had no Kevin Love, so the offense felt jagged at times. Hey, a weird stat though. Um, if if you were to see. Uh, if you were, if you would have had to choose which team, uh, Brooklyn uh, or the Nets or the Cavs, have more rebounds yesterday, who would you say? Oh, the, the Nets. Was honestly, it? the Nets. Yeah, but we won the rebound battle. We won the the rebound battle, fifty nine to fifty four. The problem is we played great defense, just as like you said, ninety eight percent of the time, and then you got easy bunnies from twelve offensive rebounds, and that's what Joe Allen got most of his points. That's a lot of offensive rebounds, man. That's that in a pick and roll, I don't think. I think. I think. Uh, Leo Nance is a horrendous uh, pick and roll defender, and then having below average um, guards and Garland and Sexton don't help and don't make it any easier. Yeah, they just that combination just is awful. I don't think Sexton talks at all. I think Garland's so quiet. And I think Nance is too, and he's a he's a below average in my opinion defender as it is. Put the, all that in the inside the pick and roll, and you don't have you don't have no success. Inside, uh, guarding those uh, those big guys inside, especially when you have. I mean, we didn't even they didn't even have any elite uh, guards to to one that. I mean, they had Spencer Dinwiddie who played out of his mind yesterday. I mean, but he's he's a, he's a he's a very solid player offensively. I was I was talking to you Will actually there yesterday, and I said uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is like the knockoff CJ McCollum. He plays exactly the same, but he's taller and he's bigger. He's bigger than CJ McCollum. And he's, he's a bigger boy. I don't think he's that clutch, but I mean, he made he made he a game winner. Game winning shot. Um, so I mean, he just doesn't have he's not have the reputation yet. Um, he's still gaining that reputation. He's gonna be a big part of that core going forward. Like, yeah, people will get to know his name next year. He's gonna be that. He's gonna be that better. Lou Williams um, for the Clippers this year. I'm saying next year. Next year, he's gonna be the Lou Williams for the for the Nets. Yeah, I hear when, that. when Kevin Durant and and Tyler come back, that makes sense. I can I can I can see that. The um, the, the, we were at the game, like you said. One thing I noticed late in the game that really hurt the Cavs 
is lack uh, of communication. Yeah, lack of communication. Said, young guys who aren't talking, you need to talk. There was an inbound. There was a play where where Joe Harris ran Colin Sexton in a circle and got a free layup out of it, and no one bothered like twice, to like help him. In the last him, like, minute, and no one, and they didn't like bother to hedge anything and like jam him on those on those run throughs. And like that's that's a little upsetting. There was no rotation either. And the other thing too is he got beat off the dribble by Joe Harris and for a layup. And it was back to back, and you notice out of the timeout, they put uh, Clarkson on Joe Harris. Super slow. Shooters to guard shooters. Like that just makes a ton of sense. Like you know what bugs shooters. Hey, do you guys remember when uh, Tal Culver was was here and he just locked down Clay Thompson? That was remember that. It's almost like shooters know how to guard other shooters, right? And they understand the mindset. Yeah, and they understand the mechanics of it and what shooters don't like. And when you knock down elite shooter like that. And that's why Clay Thompson's also a really good defender, too, among other reasons. Because he understands the mechanics of, of yeah. shutting down another shooter. Do you ever hear, this is off the top of my head, do you ever hear how C.J. Uh, uh, Miles is a really bad defender? I've never heard it. No, no, he's not a terrible defender. He's reliable. He, he's reliable defender. He's been, he's, he's been in the league for a long, long time. Danny, Danny Green, 3 and D guy. Do you ever hear about him being a bad defender? No. Nope. No, he's, he's a been a def- He's been on the all-defensive team. Yeah, he's good. He, shooters know how to go at other shooters. Stephen Curry, he's just, he's just tiny. He, just he doesn't try. Well, yeah, that, that's that's true. He James Harden, he's a he's a competent defender now because he tries. He tries sometimes. He tries sometimes now. Well, it's because Russ is there, like being like, "Hey, bro, you want to scream at him? Play some basketball? Yeah, he's like dancing. I'm like, come on, play some defense. You Let's can play. do it. <laughs> Let's play. You see, um, speaking of deed up, uh, Harden deed up uh, Hassan Whiteside on the Blazers last week, and it was hilarious. Because Hassan Whiteside's a joke. Yeah, I... Yeah, he's he's not good. He just looks like one of those players who doesn't want to play basketball. He's like the modern-day... Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum! Same thought. Booyah! Got it. Same thought. Bowling! Bowling for Hassan. That's what, no, that's what he wanted to do. That's what Andrew Bynum wanted to do. He'd rather go bowling and, and injure himself bowling than play basketball. Like, I think he ended up trying out for, like, the... Like, the minor PGA Tour. Like, because he was so into bowling. Like, can you imagine being more passionate about bowling than basketball? Like, how soft do you have to be? Like, you got all the way to the NBA on what? On, like, half effort? Yeah, because that's, he, that's he's an animal, man. Andrew <laughs> Bynum athletic. was blessed with outstanding athletic ability and a ridiculous, like, frame. Like, that guy was built to Physi- dominate the league gifted. forever. And he... And he didn't because he, he didn't care about basketball. He didn't care about basketball. He grabbed a bowl, and his knees didn't hold up as long as he. Yeah, but back to back to last night's game. Um, I think pairing Sexton, Garland, and Nance with that lack of communication and that quiet, like under, like uh, below average uh, defending. That's not good. That's not a determination at late in game. It's I think, a gross I think Beeline will, will learn from that. Beeline's uh, great at adjusting. He does a really nice job adjusting. Um, and I think there was a lot yesterday you can get on that film that says, oh, crap, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And, I, I think he'll tweak it. I think he'll fix it. But on the positive side, how good was that inbound play to Clarkson? I mean, the guy, they defended it really well, but Clarkson hit that, like, kind of that tough, tough fadeaway in the corner. Across his body, too. Yeah, it was, it was dirty. He's going left and right, as we know, Clarkson's a right-hand, uh, shooter, and the, the, the defender's closing out late, but, like, he's at the corner just, like, drifting out of bounds. Not to down the puzzle, uh, to puzzle by one, right? Yeah, uh, no, is it, it down was by a, one? It was it was like tired. Down, down by two, it. down by two. We were down by yeah, five. It was a huge mid three. Yeah, it was all that timeout. We we had four replays in a row. We'll be one. Yeah, <laughs> replay, like, replay reviews amazing. Yeah, 
With the, I, we, I couldn't believe they kept giving them to the, the Cavs. Like, we never get those calls. I think, they, I think calls. they were feeling the holiday spirit. They were trying to help us win, man. They tried. The Nets were so beat up that they tried to help us win. And instead, we, Colin Sexton got blocked on the opportunity to take the lead. And then he missed the, 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 dame, uh, the, the free throw to put us up by one and win the game. Yeah, what are you going to do, though? You know, I mean, ultimately, yeah, but back to, back to B-line a little bit. Um, yeah, learning experience for him, but we do like the, the, the lineup, lineup adjustments he's been making. You see, I love Jetty Osmond has been, Jetty Osmond has been more effective. He's gotten more shots up the last three games. Um, you see Kevin Porter Jr. being more of a defensive lineup and lineup in with, uh, with Deli and I think, uh, Deli and Nance, I think. Deli Nance and, Deli Nance and, uh, Darius, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a good combination. There's a lot of ball movement there. A lot of unselfish, uh... Uh, players on the court there, um, and is limiting, limiting. I think the time between Setson and uh, Setson and what Clarkson on the on the same on the court at the same time. Do you want to hear my favorite stat? That's the worst uh, ever. The, Cl- the, Cl- the Clarkson Setson numbers. Yeah. Advanced stats. No, thank you. Uh, Clarkson is really good with uh, Deladova. Which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I think CJ, I think uh, Porter Jr. would be fit really well with them too. Let me, let me, uh, add, let me see if you can guess my favorite stat from last night. Take a, take a gander. Who do you think? Who do you think? Favorite I'm, stat. Have my favorite stat. Oh, Porter Jr. Hell, freaking. He had, yeah. he had like how many assists? Do you think Porter Jr. had? He okay. He had five points. He had like six rebounds. He had like seven assists. He, he had seven assists on the dot. on the money. He should have had ten. Um, we missed some bunnies. We missed a couple open shots. He. He he's an animal, bro. That that dude knows how to play basketball. He just knows the timing of it. That's I think that's the most impressive part from a nineteen year old and, and and Porter Jr. He just like the crazy thing about it is like you'll see him run a fast break and he'll and he'll he's just so, hold the ball to the exact length that you need to and then dish it off. Yeah, yeah. As a point guard, you either need to pass it right away mm-hmm. and, and to dim to a shooter or dim to a playmaker where they can make a move or or take advantage of the two on uh, three on two three on one, um, or you got to do it really late. And and have either have either your the defender commit to you or or sit back and you take uh and you pass the ball, and he he, he just he sees that really well and he, and then half court offense too right and he's just getting he's getting the point where he's where he's like affecting the game in multiple ways and I love that when you see a pure basketball player like Porter they 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 get into it they don't always have to get into it by points but they'll they'll affect the game he finds the rhythm of the game absolutely too. once he, he figures out the rhythm of the game that's when you start seeing him affect and speaking of affecting uh the court in multiple ways Larry Nance Jr. has I mentioned was a month like a month ago that the, my biggest knock on him has been his indecisiveness and his like lack of lack of criticism making. And over the last couple of games, you've seen his assist numbers go up, and you've seen he's made. I think he's made two threes of the la- in the last three or four games apiece. I think he made three yesterday. Guess three what he's shooting for the year from three? Uh, I just looked it up. It was 36 percent. Thirty six percent from Larry Nance. Are you that's kidding? A, bro? That's a career high right now. That's at the moment. that's really good, and he's been hitting the board super hard. He's averaging eight point five rebounds I, in the last ten games. Yeah, he's he's been decisive, and he's been having stronger rebounds, and he's been cutting out those stupid mistakes that I. I disliked about Larry Nance the most. That's what that's what uh, Beeline said too. He's like, I don't care if Larry pull like that, like takes the shots. Just be decisive about yeah. it and pull them. Like mm-hmm. we don't want you to sit there and think about it. Speaking speaking of, speaking of decisive shooting, um, um, in a I, I found a quote. Um, 
last night. It was a um, it was John Beeline post game of the Nets game, um, and they were talking about Darlin a little bit, talk, talking about Stetson a little bit, um, and and at one point uh, John Beeline they're talking about his his shooting and and being decisive in shots, and he said at one point yesterday. Um, he, he he pulled over a don't like a a, a timeout or a, over. or a free throw. He pulled Garland over and said, "If you don't start t- taking shots, I'm gonna pull you." And then and then the Nets the Nets two possessions hits bats bat threes. He's a good shooter, bro. Like he's a, a good shooter. He had a, he had a three yesterday that he created so much space, and even though he rushed it, he still hit. But it was like, dude, he, he lost has, it. Yeah, he, he lost he it quite a bit. He can create some space, and he can he can get those shot off. You know, that shot off pretty quickly. I like Garland uh, taking shots, and he needs to keep pulling them. Like he just needs to be decisive on what he wants. I to think do with all it. of the I think all the beat reporters and people who understand basketball can pretty much agree that Garland can fill it up, but he has to start shooting. He more. had that, he had the career high twenty three points right against uh, against that in that Dallas blowout. Yeah, he has to he keep just jacked up shooting. shots because he knew the game was over. I'm sure Beeline said. Take your shots. Take your shots. Yeah. Go, go make it happen. You know, go see what. And this is one of the things I liked about John Beeline the most. We've talked about what three or four different players um, that John Beeline has has spoken with and changed and, a little bit of mentality. Coach in the first what fifteen games of the season, which is impressive. That's real impressive. I mean, you you got an eighty two game that's stretch. That's all you want, and he's already coach. he's already finding pieces like to improve players. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, they're, they're finding what they do best, and they're saying, dude, you'd be better off. Um, I'm like either being more decisive or like letting Dame come to you. Like he's just picking out and this and this uh, distributing it based off his personnel, based off his player. Compare that, that to last year. How much development you actually think happened last year? It like, was it was just one of these plays that I had to do, and then oh oh you can't find anything. Okay, here you go. Go ahead, go, go ahead, pull. You, you want to pull a shot? You had a good, you had a, you had a really uh, a really not so happy stat that you pulled a little bit ago. Um, in regards to Colin Sexton, what did you find on Colin, on Colin Sexton? Oh, yeah, he shot like... twenty-two shots last night. Yeah, we know that. But what was what's he averaging shot attempts per game? He's averaging five point eight shots a game this year, which is up five point eight. No, a fifteen point eight. I'm sorry, fifteen point eight shots a game, which is the most on the team, and that's up from last year, which is four point nine. Let me ask you, me ask you a year. question. Who would you prefer to take the most shots a game? Kevin Love, absolutely, hundred percent. And after that. Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. After that, after that, I'd say probably say Porter Jr. Mm, I don't think he gets enough minutes. I'd I'd be happy. He played twenty nine last night, bro. Yeah, he's been getting he's been in the upper twenties. What? How many times? I don't care if he takes a bunch of shots if he's dishing out at seven assists. That's that means he's effective with the ball in his hands. Speaking of of having the ball in your hands, um, that's another thing that's that John Beeline's um, adjusted in the last couple of games is giving Jay the ball in his hands more and letting him. Um, letting him uh, use his instincts on uh, on fast breaks. That's when Jay's at his best. Jay is excellent on fast breaks. I prefer coming fast up, coming Jay. coming off screens and and and, fa- and having the ball in his hands on fast breaks is when Jay's at his best. He finishes really well around the rim with a burst of speed. Like he's always like he's always like kind of I don't say flailing, but he like he kind of like rips through. He doesn't and, have, like bursts with like with like a finish like a finishing. He doesn't move. really have he doesn't have smooth movement with the ball in his hands to 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 the rim. But like but his, he, his touch is nice. European players have that when they like they kind of like swing their body and like launch themselves forward towards the rim and then they finish like real strong up towards the basket. Well, he made he made a nice bucket around uh 
he he got Joe Joe Allen, the six eleven guy, um, who tore it up the other day, um, last night. But um, that reverse all, layup. Uh, he they put him. They, no, that he had that too though. Um, they they uh they switched him off on the screen. It was Thompson or something. So Joe Allen switched on him. And then he just kind of he did kind of hezzy, and then he and he took him to the basket and finished his nice little little left hand uh, finger roll over over top of him, uh, or drifted around him, and he just kind of snuck in there with great touch. Um, I didn't expect it going, but it had had a beautiful touch. That's what you get from from Jetty, and it's what you get from European players. They have that nice around the room. Field. I think they I know, think they know they know what kind of touch you put on the basketball. I think Jay's biggest problem is he's irritated with his uh, with the lack of consistency he has night to night. And so like he'll he'll force shots and then he'll like I feel like he gets irritated on offense. Jay, and you start to see that in like some of the shots a little bit wild. You saw him hit like a backboard on like a mid range jump shot or have like a crazy turnover where it's like I haven't seen the ball, I haven't seen Jetty have the ball in his hands all night like Having or like, only in the first quarter, like mm-hmm. where's he been? And if he gets it just gets routine touches throughout the night, I don't think you you'll uh, you'll see that. That's what you, you have to break free from in this team is you is you want your shot distribution to be relatively even. That's what John Beeline's me- offense, of offense is, is, yeah. is meant for. Yeah, and so you want you want you don't want a guy to fall out of the offense, and that's that's just that's just part of the development of this team and getting guys to understand like what's a good shot, what's a bad shot, and the scheme and then, too, and then getting the distribution. Like yesterday, there were several several possessions where they had great ball movement and they overpassed, and you know that's definitely possible. And you see people go, "Oh, that was great ball movement." I go, "Yes, but no, it was like, unnecessary." There's sometimes you have you swing to an open guy. And you just gotta freaking shoot it, man. And it, it broke the offense in, on that particular possession because the person who did, the player who's supposed to take the shot, didn't take it up. And then you see a so- shot hot violation and it turns into a turnover. It turns into a bad shot or a turnover. Yeah. So you, you have to when it rotates over, you have to take the the proper shot. So Sexton's had a few of those where like he he did the ball late and he just had to jack up something. Um, Jetty's had that a few times, and and Clarkson the most as well. You know the most efficient shot you get in an offense is in the first fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds, yeah, yeah. So you don't want it to you don't want it to hit you know and get, and get, get beeping down. And different players react to uh differently to a short uh shot clock winding down too. Yeah, some like, people are very calm. Clarkson is calmer than heck with a shot clock. He's he doesn't, calmer than he doesn't care at all. About he's calmer than like a like a, a vacationer in in Miami, like on a beach. With the, with the sun, sun in his face, like he's always he's always sitting on a cloud or something, just you know, just chilling with nothing bothering him, no no stress or anything. Yeah, he's just relaxing on the beach with the ball in his hands. Yeah, it's almost like Clarkson, like this kind of his mentality on the court is like after he gets done with like taxes, he's like, man, I got no worries. I'm all, I'm all dude. I'm just trying. After he gets done with taxes, <laughs> yeah, after he's no after stress, he's taking all his books to the accountant and he's finished his taxes. The rest of the year is. Low stress for Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, tax time. He's like, oh shoot! But after that, he's easy breezy. No, I'm saying that's his mentality all the time. Is he just always post tax? He's always, he's always this post tax Clarkson, Jordan, just, JC. Just enjoying it, man. Just just moving through life, living life, man. Just just enjoying it. Just just bump into a a different beat of a different drum, hitting a different. Yeah, so I don't think Jetty's good, and and when the shot clock's winding down, I don't think Thompson's good. No, <laughs> Thompson's horrific with shotgun. Uh, when Thompson Nance, hits the ball, the shotgun going down. I go, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. 
Like he's this is gonna be an airball. It's gonna be an airball. Larry Nance is not good with the shot clock winding down. No, because he just dribbles into defenders at that point, and it's like I'm gonna draw some contact. And then, <laughs> and then he thinks he's gonna pass the ball with one half seconds left on yeah, the shot clock. Yeah, and someone's gotta chuck it up. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. So get the ball to proper players, playmakers, and, and, people that yeah. that have the ball. It's weird. The people that have the ball in their hands most seem to have uh, be the most calm um, with the ball in their hands. That's like, what you late, want. Late in the shot yeah. clock. What you want, bro? It's almost like it made sense, bro. It should make. It, did, it does make sense. Yeah, it's one hundred percent truth. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point, bear. Um, okay, so <clears throat> that about does with the Cavs. Talk about the Browns. Do we have any any Indians news? Oh, we do. We do have a piece of Indians news. Do we? The um the Dolans. Uh, there was a there was a an investor type want guy. to resign Francisco Lindor. Of course they do, but they're not going to do that. Do they? They're not giving them the money. They, no, the they haven't. Of, the piece of news they I have known that they want to do that. They're like, man, enjoy him. I mean, he, I mean, it, life happens, man. He could he could be here tomorrow and gone gone tomorrow. Uh, he could be here today, gone tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, like, don't say that about my player. Like, he's here. We want to keep him. We like him. Okay. So uh, the piece of news I actually have is there was an investor last season that had lined up financing to buy the Indians. It didn't actually work out. Made it happen. He ended up buying the Texans instead. How about we just... So... The Texans. Okay. So quietly, the Dolans are kind of shopping Indians a little bit. How about... They Do you just, like that or not like that? I, I will raise you a situation. Um, how about the Dolans put up put up uh, the Indians um, to the public and the public just buy the, the Indians? Oh, like the... Uh, like the Green Bay Packers. How cool would that be? Oh, we should do that. That would be really cool. That's a new idea. Let's do yeah, that. That's a new idea. Yeah, let's change that whole thing. Let's do it be publicly owned like the Packers. Ooh. That sounds amazing. Tim, you're a smart person. Sometimes uh, you say things that are really interesting. Yeah. And, and you just said something really interesting. I'm going to mark that. I'm going to mark this day. You heard it here first. Tim said something interesting. Tim, the alpha host, said something interesting on this podcast episode. <laughs> Tune in on this one specifically because I have something good to say. No, you had a real good idea. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, no, I... I um, Publicly owned. I want, made it happen. It's not a bad idea. If I was to sell the team, you know how I'd want to buy a team? If you could... If, it, if, if I could pick an owner. If I could hand pick an owner. Who do you think I'd buy? Oh, uh, interesting. I don't know. Steve Ballmer. I want Steve Ballmer to, to buy. Yeah, oh, buy yes. It. Absolutely. He is... He's the owner. He's the CEO of Microsoft. He owns the Clippers. And I would not mind selling him. He's a... Because he would put all the money into it. He's a nutbag. Did you see him when they got Kawhi? Like, they were freaking out. And Paul George, he was like, this is ridiculous! He was like, yeah, hey, 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 hey. He couldn't, he couldn't um, handle it, man. He's he, so much fun to watch at games, too. Like, he loses his stuff when he's watching a, like, a Clippers game. Like, dude, he's well invested. He he acts like some kid just takes away his toy. Or, like, and he opens up a, a present on, on, like, on Christmas Day. Like, this, it's either one way, just out of his mind, losing it. Oh, he's so overjoyed. He's like, man, I got Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. This is amazing. He's a great owner, though. Like, he's pumped the money in there, and he's and he's and he's done everything the organization's needed to make it successful. Like, I would not mind selling him any of the Cleveland teams. Like, no problem. Like, because he's gonna keep it in Cleveland, and he's gonna and he's gonna put the money behind it that needs he's, to be. He's he's this decade's Mark Cuban. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really good. I I, I mean, I Mark like Cuban's still Mark Cuban, but. If we had to say give a given owner uh, the Mark Cuban award, I just don't think Mark Cuban second. loves baseball like he loves basketball. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. 
I don't think that was football. That was, that was basketball. No. So if you guys have any suggestions for a, a Pekka owner for the Indians, please uh, let us know. Yeah. Um, um, Steve, Steve Ballmer is my, my number one pick. All right. So that about wraps it up. Make sure you guys look out for our, our holiday survival guide because we're still going to put that one out there. And uh, and we have a couple of funny pictures that are going to pop around here for, uh, for, for Thanksgiving and stuff. So share it with the fam because we are uh, everything Cleveland. And you need, family. you need to bring the family into it because when the family gets together, everyone pulls out their phone and shows each other crap on social media. And we, wa- show them we want our that crap to be coming from all our accounts. Yeah, show us, show them the memes that come from your favorite account, which is ultimately everything Cleveland because we know you, you keep informed and you have good laughs. And, and we're all about Cleveland. And there's a great, there's a great podcast to go along with everything. So uh, don't, don't. Don't not show them your phone. We dabble. We dabble a little bit in everything. We're very dabbly, um, but we we have fun with it. We have a good time. We like some white toji. We like some dog toji. Adnan. We like all the whole shebang. I'm I'm a really I'm a stuffing guy myself. Yeah, I, do you have a, Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite uh, dish for Thanksgiving? Oh, stuffing man. Hit me, stuffing. Hit me with that stuffing, bro. I'm I'm deep in the stuff. I think it has to be mashed potatoes for me. Oh, the taters, bro. Yeah, all, all relatives make incredible mashed potatoes. Make some dope. They throw everything that clogs your arteries, but taste uh, makes your taste buds feel so good. Um, you gotta and, save um, me a stuffing sandwich, though. Those are legit. Yeah, for the for the maybe uh, for the people that have seen the TV show Friends. Oh yeah. Nineties. Oh yeah. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, Ross Taylor had that uh, moist maker sandwich. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, we with, make the, with the gravy soaked bread in the middle. Yeah, we do those. I've been trying. I've been meaning to try that for years. I think I'm gonna try it this year. Mark it down, bro. It's happening. I need. I need to pull aside. I think I'm, I might have to do it during dinner. Well, I might just have to step aside. Be like, oh, I just had to go to the bathroom, or or grab another, okay, grab, an, grab another alcohol. You know, grab um, another alcohol. Absolutely. And and just put it aside because I think I, I think I've been missing out. There's nothing like there's nothing like that that next day uh, Thanksgiving sandwich. Mm, so good. So good. Mm, love it. Love it. Well, thanks for everybody for uh, for listening. Uh, we hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Uh, Safe travel. Tune in to us. Uh, we're we're going to break on Friday. Uh, uh, maybe yes. Maybe not remotely. We we before. might have some live videos out. Oh, well, we can some, we can we can interact with videos. you guys. I know we haven't had many fan questions lately. Yeah, so hit us up. Um, so we'll probably have we we'll do a live video on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. But do not might do a post post dinner live video. We'll do see. not forget. To, um, to always to, tune in to tune in and f- well, follow us on social media and share us because like I said family deserves the best and uh, you know when it comes down to it we're, we're giving you the best coverage I mean we're, we're breaking it down man we're having the most fun we're, we are covering things as they happen we had we were the only, the only places that actually had the uh, all the pictures of Mason Rudolph beating the crap out of Miles Garrett like there, we were we, we showed all the angles to it. I'm thankful for your humility this year. I'm thankful for all the people that uh, continue to support our uh, our accounts and, and hang oh, out with our us. followers. Our followers. Yeah, the followers, Aww. man. I'm thankful for them. I'm also thankful for Baker Mayfield, uh, for Kevin Porter Jr. and ultimately Kevin Love. Ultimately, yeah, Kevin Love, and ultimately a Cleveland. Kevin Love. Uh, Cleveland being a wonderful city and a place to live. So John Beeline too. Yeah, I'm thankful for John Beeline. I am. Most thankful for John Beeline. That's my. That's I think. My... I think so far with what he's had, I mean, he's done. He's done most of what I'd ask or what I'd expect early on in the season. 
Don't he's have... had an impressively good start as a coach. Like I think you the thing can't that, deny that. I think the thing that most uh, impresses me or most surprising to me is I said those little, those little um, adjustments. Uh, little game to game adjustments. No, those little adjustments. Uh, pro player. It's just, it's just very individual. I like it, Tim. And like it, and then that brings and creates a, a better team. It does and more you... more congruent. Connected team. You gotta build the blocks to build to build the structure. To build the house. Yeah. To build one, the one one brick at a time. To build the the lot. One would say one 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 made shot at a time. Not that's bricks. a that's a reference. You build the lot. You build the house. By the way. Oh, oh you're the lock. The rock. There you yeah. go. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, structure to build the lock. Structure to build the rock. Yeah. All right, so guys. That does it. Thanks for for, for tuning in here. Except so again, hope you have a great holiday. Stay safe. Um, stay super safe. Um, you know, have a Christmas sale. Enjoy, enjoy the time with the family, Edna, and, uh, and and have the most fun talking about your favorite Cleveland sports teams, um, and use us as a companion because we're we're here for you. My name is Mike. I'm Tim, the Alpha host. And remember, in Cleveland, everything is earned. Blue collar, baby. Blue collar all day, all day, all night. Had some turkey all night, mashed potatoes, gravy all day, gravy, gravy. <laughs> all right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>